0: Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today. So let's dive right into the topic. Welcome back to another episode on the More Than Social podcast. Today, we have a special guest who is talking all about email tips. So over the last few weeks, we have talked a lot about email marketing, what you should be doing within your business, how you should actually be implementing this into your business, why email marketing is so, so important. And today I wanted to bring on an expert copywriter from an email standpoint to give you some tips to really, really just take it up that next level. So the first thing that I want you to do is make sure that you do have email marketing in your business. It is one piece of the puzzle in digital marketing, but it is one of the most powerful ones because you also own it. So I have Colleen who is coming on with me on the More Than Social podcast episode today. She has given some amazing, amazing tips, some of the most out there tips, even her advice from my fellow entrepreneur, which you know I ask at the end of every interview episode. Her advice was very random, but honestly honestly, so, so interesting, but powerful. I get it. I get why that was her recommendation or her advice to us fellow entrepreneurs. So I can't wait for you to dive in while you're going through this episode. Make sure to take some notes, make sure to just think of new ideas that's coming up as we're speaking. We talk a lot about email subject lines. What do you actually put in your email? A couple different strategies that you can use within your email marketing. I hope you love it. I know you'll love it, but let's dive right into the episode. Hey, Colleen, welcome to the More Than Social podcast.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm super excited to dive in. Actually, before we even start, I want our listeners to know what you just told me. Where are you going next week and for how long? Oh, my God. I am going to the Philippines
1: for six weeks to plan my wedding. And this is probably the best part of being an entrepreneur. So,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that, that's literally why I wanted you to say it. You're leaving <laughs> for six weeks, but you can work wherever you want to work. So you mm-hmm. have the ability to be able to travel to plan your wedding to go see your family without mm-hmm. having to ask for permission or get time off work that type of stuff. So are you working while you're there? I will maybe just for three weeks, but the rest I'm like off. So I really nice. prepped for
1: it. And I'm like, Imagine if I was still in my nine to five and I'm going to have that awkward conversation with your boss and like, no more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I hope you have the most amazing time. But before we dive into the actual content today, why don't you tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and even how you got to where you are today? Okay, sure. So hi, everyone. I'm Colleen,
1: and I'm a copywriter based in Stockholm. I work mostly with coaches and service providers and really taking their copy their copy up a notch and helping it really connect with their audience to eventually, of course, lead to sales. I think my story is a little bit different from like, like everyone's like, not everyone, but like when people share about their story, mine's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird how? weird how i just like i started like writing poetry when i was like younger and it was just my love for words that really brought me here but my main path in corporate was in marketing which is sort of related but not really but i never really imagined being a copywriter i had this like limiting belief have you ever watched mad men i have not Yeah, it's a series about, like, advertising people. So I went into advertising and I had this, like, vision of, like, how copywriters were just, like, you know, late nights, smoking cigarettes, (laughs) drinking 20 cups of coffee a day. So that was, like, in my head, that's what a copywriter was. And then I think it was in 2016 when I was taking up my grad school and I was just so... I want to say bored, but I was bored <laughs> with studying all the time. So I was like, I need something, and then I found this gig writing for a blog. Cool, and that's how it all began.
0: <laughs> Amazing, and now so we're going to talk a lot about emails specifically today. But is mm-hmm. emails like your main thing, or is blogging your main thing? Like, what's your main thing within your business? My
1: main thing is
0: sales copy
1: specifically, so that does trickle into emails and sales pages, so yeah.
0: I mean, now just out of curiosity, the coaches and the service providers that you work with, are they mainly selling programs online or are they doing like booked appointments and working one-on-one with clients?
1: Yes, so most of them are doing programs. So most of my expertise are in launch emails basically.
0: Amazing. So let's dive into it then. So like Mm -hmm. I said, previously, when we started my most of the people that listen to this podcast, they either are doing the online programs, or Mm -hmm. they're service providers, and they get that booked appointment, and then they kind of take it from there and onboard the client. So Mm -hmm. that's what I do in my agency as well. So we're on the same page, which is awesome. So like I said, I want to dive in a lot from an email standpoint. More so from a copywriting, like what type Mm -hmm. of words should we be using? What should we be avoiding? That type of thing. So to start off, let's start with the subject lines in general. Mm -hmm. So with the subject line, we, me and you know that Mm -hmm. in order to get someone to open your email, you need to have an effective subject line. So Mm -hmm. do you have any tips or rules that you follow in terms of what we should include within a subject line to get people to actually open them?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. This is probably like the most asked question I get. And it's like, people are always like, I don't know how to write subject lines. So I'm glad we're diving into it today. I think the first thing I would ask, like, before writing anything, is like, what is the goal of the email? Is it just a nurture email? Or or, are you like opening card to your program? Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah, I need to know what the goal of the email is before I can like, you know, brainstorm the subject line
0: let's say for example that we're in a launch and we're launching mm-hmm. our, pro- our program and there's open enrollment coming up soon I would be very clear if you're opening doors if it's an open door
1: email just say doors are open I think so just put it like a, like a parenthesis or like for example I like doing like are you ready to become and a the transformation of your program basically so I do have sort of my favorite frameworks that I I use which I can share with you today. The first one would be, I think I already shared it, the asking a question. You always want to like make them feel like you're having a conversation with them and having a question as a subject line is such a great practice for just keeping that intimate relationship with your email list. Um, and then second would be, I would like, I like tying in because I scroll TikTok a lot. Um, <laughs> I like tying in like trends. I don't know if you remember when there was this. I think trending TikTok last year about like gorgeous gorgeous girls. Yeah, yeah. That I would use it as a subject line or green like when things were like red flags or like green flags. Like I would use that. So anything that's trending on Instagram or TikTok just to make your audience feel like, "Ah, I like I can relate to it." And last but not the least, I like to use pattern interrupt, which might sound a bit like copywriting and like complicated, but I will explain it. So it's basically writing sand, writing something so random that like your audience can immediately like see it in their inbox full of like 50 people trying to sell them.
0: What would be an example? Like so, my cat, my dog did this today or something like random like that? Yes, like,
1: yes <laughs> exactly. Sure, okay. I think a reason why I wrote for a client was like, have you ever slathered yourself in coconut oil? It was just like, i was like, this is so good. And I'm just like, people will open that because they're like, everyone's always like, oh, three tips to blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, blah. yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a point where you can do that, but I like to keep it fresh and fun. Yeah. I hope that yeah, answers your question.
0: Yeah, it does. That's interesting. Now, is there any like rules to follow in terms of like how many words you should put in a subject line? Should we use emojis? Like using personal names? Like what do you kind of feel with that side of things?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I definitely like to use a maximum of like four to five words. And I know there are like some websites. I, for, I forget which websites where you can check if it's like going to convert or not. But I always like to do a test email to myself mm-hmm. just to make sure I see the whole thing. Because you know how on your iPhone, like sometimes it's the whole subject line doesn't show. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is this saying? <laughs>
0: So, making sure that it fits on mobile, it's not like a really big rule that you follow? Yeah, because
1: most people will open their emails on their phone. So, you know, you might have like a really cool ass subject line. And if it doesn't fit, then it, it won't land the same way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring up that the programs that you can test to see what the conversions would be with the subject line. Me and my client were talking about that yesterday and mm-hmm. he he's going to tell me what the program is because there's so many of them online, but he found a really, really good one. So when I know mm-hmm. it, I'll let you know. But it's, it's really cool. There's there's programs out there nowadays that you can do a quick little test, see what the results are going to be. Obviously it's going to be a high level generic Mm -hmm. side Mm -hmm. of things, but at least it will give you some tips of how you can improve those subject lines. Now, so we talked about like the length of it. What about including emojis? I've heard mixed things in terms of if you have an emoji, it's actually not going to work as well versus some people say it works extremely well. What do you think?
1: I think it really depends on your audience and what they've been, I don't want to say trained, (laughs) Mm -hmm. trained to (laughs) see, but like, I guess accustomed to, like what they're used to seeing. And it's the same way with, I'm kind of veering off, but it's the same way with people who are asking, like, do you want to reply? Like, please reply, hit reply to this email. I had a client say, oh, Colleen, it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, how many times did you try? And she's like, thrice. And I'm like, well, <laughs> of course they need to get used to it. You know, email marketing is long-term. It's a long game. and People need to understand that it just won't like magically like convert overnight. That's just not possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to prime your audience. You have to build that relationship with them. But like you also have to test to see what works for them. And that's the thing with anything in digital marketing. It's mm-hmm. I say it a lot. It comes down to test, 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 see what your audience does, what I can do with my stuff, maybe totally different with your stuff. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to testing, understand that audience standpoint. Mm-hmm. But from an emoji side of things, mm-hmm. me personally, I feel like in my inbox, no one uses emojis except for okay. my gym. And now my gym, as soon as I see them, I'm like, oh, it's grabbing my attention. So like, it it does work. It's just a matter Mm -hmm. of, again, like you said, what is your audience accustomed to? But Mm -hmm. I love that whole reply thing that you just brought up. I've been noticing more and more people are using reply to this email and Mm -hmm. my understanding of it is when someone is replying, it's going to symbolize to the email autoresponder that people actually want to see your emails and it's going to have that whole engagement side of things. Is Mm -hmm. there any specific strategy that you use to get people to reply or do you simply just say reply to this email?
1: No. So for example, I usually add that when it's more of like a storytelling email, Let's get back to the slathering slathering oil email. So I think what we put at her PS section was: Do you have any recos for non greasy coconut emails? Like I think there's one thing people love is giving recos and advice. Like that's a fun way to just you know get them to engage with you.
0: Out of curiosity, the the coconut oil email that you sent and talking about, is is she in the health and wellness space or is she totally random?
1: She's in the sales and lead engagement space. Okay, so, so to- nothing to do with coconut oil, right? Nothing to do with coconut oil and just like, it gives you that human element i think maybe like a couple years ago maybe email was dead and then when the coaching space kind of boomed and everything i think you know it really like came back to life and you know you're just finding new ways to like innovate your your emails
0: yeah yeah i mean Mm -hmm. we're always going to be adapting like what i did eight years ago is different to a certain extent to what i do today the framework Mm -hmm. is still the same but you always have to just like how we behave on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. How we behave always adapts based on how we are as humans, but also what technology is there too. So definitely mm-hmm. making sure that you're adapting by love, just that brand. What did you call it when you're just throw something random in the subject line? Pattern interrupt. Amazing. So... <laughs> Inside the emails, we talked about the reply aspect of it, mm-hmm. but how do you get, so once people open the email, cause you have a super awesome subject line, maybe you're interrupting that pattern. What do you include within the email? And let's stick to the, the theme of we're trying to sell an online program. Is there any specific words or any specific frameworks that you follow to actually get people to want to buy?
1: okay i think the first thing is i always tell my clients like if you're gonna hire me to write emails don't expect me to do hey name i will never do that um i would probably start a sentence and add their name at the end of that first sentence like why out of curiosity i think it gives that like human element and it makes it less salesy like although you're selling it's it's just a conversation like with Mm -hmm. a friend and i think that's the number one thing people forget with emails it's like sure you can repurpose stuff from your Instagram if you're like pressed for time or whatever but they're on your email list because they want something more from you like more personal stuff or like more exclusive tips and they're basically your VIP list and people don't like they're just like okay email list like you know it's a
0: to-do list basically. So is there any specific words that we should use to or include in our email to get people to buy?
1: Yes, yeah, so this is not just, like, for emails, but this is a copy in general. So I love adding you, like, the word you a lot. So before you, like, hit send, I want you to, like, control find how many yous you have and how many eyes you have. Because I think a lot of people get swept in, like, talking about me, 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 when, mm-hmm. you know, they're the reason why they're in your email list is, you know, for their own benefit and their own yeah. interest, right? So you makes them feel like, you know, it's back to them and you care about them. And that's, you know, really directed to them.
0: It's like even like I find some emails that I get, if you're talking to everyone, you lose that connection. So instead of saying, hey, guys, just say, Mm -hmm. hey, I know you said don't say hey, you, but like or the sentence, (laughs) don't put everyone at the end of the sentence, like really make it that personalized. So it seems like you're manually emailing that one person. Mm -hmm. I think that is probably one of the biggest things that I teach in any of my programs is Mm -hmm. make sure you're talking to that one singular Mm -hmm. person.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think when that in relation to that, I would repeat their name throughout the whole email. Maybe in the middle or at the end. As if you're like talking to them in real life. Secondly, I would definitely like, depending on, you know, what your program is selling, I always notice that the word fast really helps with conversion. So, awesome. just adding the word fast like elevated, you know, the copy. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you, I, and fast are like three main words that you like to use a lot throughout copywriting in yeah. general, not just emails. You and fast. I, I don't like using I. Oh, I yeah. 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 <laughs> Less about you, more about them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are my
1: favorite. I think I also like using so you can a lot. For example, like when people are, want to explain about the program modules i think often they forget to like they just like dabble on like oh you're gonna learn all the like the new like my best tips and tricks and like okay and then what and then i so you can what like tell me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's one of my favorites as well it really helps with conversion it makes the Again, it makes the person on the other side reading it like, oh, okay, this is what it is. It's not just like, okay, like, you know, 10 workbooks for what?
0: What is it going to do for me at the end of yeah, the
1: day? Precisely. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're listening and we talked about putting the name within the email throughout it, if you're thinking, well, how am I supposed to email hundreds of people manually and put their name in every single email? If you're not using an email autoresponder yet, that is something I want you to check out because it will manually or automatically put in people's names for you. So you don't have to be sending out the emails manually to every single person. You don't have time for that. Now, for you specifically, Colleen, are you using email autoresponders and do you look at the stats when you're looking at your emails or do you focus strictly on the copywriting?
1: I focus strictly on the copy. So the way it works with my clients, I do ask for feedback on, you know, what's happening in the stats. Can you share it with me? So mm-hmm. that's kind of our setup. And so far, it's I would say it depends on the client as well and how active they, the other parts of their marketing is. And people need to understand that email is just one component. It's a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay, amazing. So from a stat perspective, obviously, we always are continuously tweaking and tweaking and tweaking to be able to learn our audience even more and what they like and don't like. Can we go back to the very, very beginning before you even write copy in general? You mentioned mm-hmm. asking the question of what is the goal of the email or what, it, what what's the whole purpose of this? Mm -hmm. What about the other side of it in terms of understanding who you're talking to? Like, how in-depth do you go from a research perspective about their dream client, for example?
1: So thank you for asking that. I love that question because I'm a market research girl. I would never write anything without doing research. So, okay, the way I do research is the client I work with need to have testimonials, not just stuff we can sprinkle into the emails or the or the sales page or whatever, but so I can actually like um, mine. I like you said, mine the verbiage that the audience use and then I sort of like create the avatar sheet. Basically, if I know other people have like, okay, you know, what are, what are their age, they what are their, whatever, how many kids do they have? Like that doesn't help me. <laughs> like based on my experience in sales copy, what really helps me is like like understanding how they explain you know their struggles their pains and their dreams and their desires so i do desktop research as well looking at for example a competition their competitions uh, testimonials for example if someone doesn't have a lot of testimonials i had one client she had never launched before like ever and she's an influencer and she wanted to become a an influencer mentor, basically. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to take her because then we don't have, like, like stuff to back it up. But I knew that she had, like, a, a really, like, engaged audience. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So the way I was able to create such strong copy, was like finding, like, testimonials from her competition. And there was, like, a specific phrase that I found that we used to make it the, uh, the sub-headline, basically, for her, her program. And it was so good. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's a great tip because I find people struggle with getting testimonials in general, not because they're not doing good work, but people don't leave as many testimonials anymore. No. Like it's a, it's a whole thing for the other person to actually have to do for yeah. you. Yeah. So I find people struggle with being able to get them. But using competitions, testimonials, just to get the verbiage, just to get the yeah. language, is super important because... That's how you connect even more on a deeper level. And I find Mm -hmm. that people, they try to be so professional when it comes with their writing. But -hmm. it's like, if you're not going to say that in person to them face-to-face, then why would you ever say that? Like How you talk in person is how you should be bringing it up, but also how your audience talks. If they're using certain slang use it Mm -hmm. that builds that relationship even more now I like that testimonial tip is there any other places that you look for the research side of things to understand their pain points or what they're struggling with
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so Facebook groups I think are really a good place I mean you have to find like active ones where people are like hey I'm struggling with this and then I would head into the comments section Mm -hmm. where people are giving advice or just sharing their own experience and i think it's such a like gold mine of messaging that's a
0: good tip too so the influencer client that you're talking about she's starting from scratch if someone is starting from scratch she obviously has a warm audience but then there's a whole other network of people out there from a cold audience perspective do you have Mm -hmm. any specific strategy that you follow from an email standpoint that will turn Mm -hmm. a cold lead into that actual sale
1: Okay. I think my number one tip is to nurture them. Don't pitch to them right away. Like, for example, it's like, you're not going to ask if you go on a date, you're not going to ask a person to like marry you right away. Like, would you say yes to that person? Maybe some, maybe or bachelor. <laughs> yeah, or love is blind. They would, but you want to like make them feel special for a couple of dates before you pop the question, right? we're moving real fast in that relationship <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly because the way i see it i know i spoke about my my client who did really well but i also want to like shed light to someone who didn't do well i had a client hire me for one email a month and i was just like okay. okay it was like two years ago i don't know why i said yes anyway so she did one email a month and i'm like okay and then we did a black Friday which meant that was like probably a week of emailing them no one bought no one bought is because she pops up once a month and people are like okay who are you again like they forget about you and they're like why would i buy from you 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 barely like text me i mean to put it on the dating perspective yeah right
0: I actually use that dating example a lot when I explain how to nurture people too. So when you are nurturing people, are you doing like an email a week or what do you suggest from a nurturing standpoint?
1: Yeah, so I definitely recommend at least once a week. Some people do like bi-weekly. I don't like bombarding people that much. So at most two, at least one basically. And I leave that other second email sort of like – Okay. If something random happened to you that you felt like it's such a good share, like right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's, that's what it's for. Like a broadcast email, basically.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So once a week, it's in your opinion, is a straight value. Like for example, once a week, I send out an email to my list about my new podcast episode coming out. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, also like bringing value. No-
0: Yeah. Like no selling at that point. It's just, Hey, here's some value. I want to teach you. I want to help you achieve X, Y, Z. Here's Mm -hmm. where I can help you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Last question for you. If you can give, I know you said a few tips already, but if you could give a complete beginner who has never wrote emails before in their life, like obviously they sent emails to their Friends or whatever. I mm-hmm. actually don't really email your friends, but people. If someone's just getting started with emails, do you have any advice to make it really easy for them?
1: Okay, I think first would be don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. I think it's my number one advice. Is like people like stress so much about email, like treating like it's the same as Instagram, but on a different platform, and like you just have to like the content is a bit different. You have to be Go a bit deeper in terms of your expertise, and as well as your storytelling, but it's the same game. Don't overthink it, um, and to make it easier, I think try to find a platform that won't scare you, or that you won't hate opening. Because, like, if you hate opening that platform, you won't send it. You're email. not gonna
0: do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So quick little recap of everything that we talked about just for all of our listeners. So one tip actually I can give you before I dive into that is something that I encourage my students and clients to do when they're writing their own emails. If I'm not writing it for them, talk into your phone. We have the ability to... Just talk and then the words will just come. I find people, I said this before, they start to get too professional with their emails Mm -hmm. that it's going to actually lose that connection. So if you just talk into your phone, get your message out that you want to say, obviously tweak it once Mm -hmm. it's in the email format, but that's a quick tip I can give you guys all mm-hmm. from an email standpoint, but
1: mm-hmm. I love
0: what you said about the email subject line. So disrupting mm-hmm. patterns, I think that is probably one of the biggest tips that you gave here today. So mm-hmm. be random, just be random, but also random. if you're going to be random, you yeah. have to make sure the email kind of aligns with that subject line yes. as well. Don't just say, hey, my cat did this and then talk nothing about cat <laughs> email. Yeah. You know, make, yeah. make them align a bit. be really <laughs> focusing on making sure that you're speaking to their pain points. You're speaking about the person versus, hey, this is all about me. You want to mm. help your audience. I think that was another great, great tip that you gave. So thank mm-hmm. you so much. I know that you've given us a lot of information here, <laughs> taking out the eyes, put in the use. That's another really good one. Before we end today, can you let us know where we can, find you on instagram your website what's what's the best way
1: yes so you can find
0: me on instagram at the copy tea and you'll find my website thecopytea.com seeing amazing Now i always end off every single interview episode asking one question this is not copywriting related okay. it's a question about what is the number one tip you would give a fellow entrepreneur
1: okay before you hire a coach or invest in the program make sure that you can stand their voice. This is so random, but I was going to write a post <laughs> about this earlier. So I think it was like related. Yeah. Make sure you can stand their voice because you'll be spending hours listening to them. And I have ADHD, so I'm sensitive to like sounds and stuff. So I'm like, okay, it has to be someone that I can listen to on and on. Yeah.
0: So random, but I actually really like that. Because Part they're interrupt. so there literally there's some pattern not patterns there's some podcast out there that I I want the content but I can't listen to the voice I hate listening to my own voice so I hope you guys are okay with it but I that's a really random but really really interesting Piece of advice. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> love it, Colleen. Thank you so, so much for joining us on the podcast episode, the More Than Social Podcast. Have the best time in the Philippines. You deserve that three weeks off, but also you have built the lifestyle where you can work anywhere. So mm-hmm. enjoy it. Enjoy the wedding planning. And thank mm-hmm. you so much again.
1: Thank you again. I love being here.
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week.